Isn't God good? Look at your neighbor and say, isn't God good? Powerful testimonies. I love that testimony. Just like you, I grew up in church, and boy, you know, it was preached hard. I mean, remember them days? It was preached hard. I mean, it was like you. You would literally come under conviction and get, uh, you know, it would just frighten you. Amen? Just something else. It's good to be here with you again. Isn't God good? Amen. I'm going to be reading out of Acts chapter 2, talking about Pentecost. Amen. How many of you enjoyed the last two messages that we have from our... Amen. Come on. We're awesome. Have you just been having the Spirit on you so much that you just feel like you can't contain yourself? Anybody just like that? It's like, you know, so if you got that on you, tell the person next to you, move over, give me some room. If I got to run, I need to run. Amen. How many remember the days of running? How many remember the days of rolling on the floor? I remember the days of the men jumping the pews. Amen. Holy rollers, Amen. When Pastor Scott got a hold of me and invited me to come down here, the name of the conference was Convergence, amen. The Lord started dealing with me with the conversions of the, of the, of the day of Pentecost, amen. I was sitting there studying, and, and I find it odd. Well, I found it odd when you go through Scripture that when the Holy Spirit come down upon Jesus, I mean, no, it was a calm thing. He gets baptized, you know, and then and then he comes up out of the water, and then the dove come down, the Holy Spirit come down in the form of the, of a dove. How I many you know it was kind of gentle, and how I many you know it was kind of peaceful, and 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 the Spirit of God just rested upon him. But then when the day of Pentecost come around, I mean, you no, know, it was a whole different show. <laughs> Amen. How I many understand that? When the day of Pentecost comes, something shifted. And so I was studying, I thinking, okay, what, why so gentle on Jesus and why so strong, powerful, loud, you know, violent on the rest of us? Amen. Well, I found the secret ingredient because when Jesus was on this earth, I mean, no, he was holy. I mean, no, he was pure. I mean, no, he was righteous. I mean, no, he was the son of the living God, amen? So the spirit could come down and rest on him gently. But I mean, know that we are humans, amen? I mean, no, we are a mess, amen? I mean, no, we were a mess before we got saved. And I mean, no, after salvation, we can still be a mess. Amen. I may understand that. You know, just like John Davis said, you know, you, you're, you're saved, but you still have messes inside of you. Amen. And so, so let's just talk about this, okay? Jesus, again, he was 
the sinless one. He was the holy one. He was the righteous one, and the dove rested on him. I hear a lot of people sitting there saying, boy, I just want the gentleness of the Spirit of God just to rest on me. Well, I don't know if that can happen until we are totally changed, amen? I mean, understand that. I mean, no, we need Pentecost. And we, and listen, Pentecost is more than speaking in tongues, amen? It's a lot more than that. But I, I have this fear that in the church, that's what we kind of major on, and that's where we kind of just sit and rest on that. And that's very important. How many know that's very important? It really is. But there, I believe there's a deeperness to Pentecost, amen? Now, I believe there's a, a, a depth that, 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 that maybe a lot of us don't even realize, and sometimes even myself, amen? Because we need Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Let's just dive right into this. Amen. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in, with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound. Everybody say a sound. Suddenly there came a sound. Amen. It came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And to fill the whole house where they were sitting, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. So, so it, now it comes time for us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, okay? So, so once again, we are human. Everybody say, I'm human. Okay. So when the Spirit of God comes down on mankind, it comes down in a more violent way. It comes down upon us in a more powerful way. Amen. Because we are humans. Okay. All right. So let's just, let's just pick this thing apart. Amen. Everybody say a sound. I mean, know that we need to hear a different sound. Look at your neighbor and say, I need to hear a different sound. Amen. You and I need to hear the sound of Pentecost. Amen. We need to hear the sound from heaven. Amen. We need to hear a sound that, that, that will come from heaven and will drive out every other sound in our mind. Amen. Listen to me. I'm going to first talk about our mind. I mean, know that it is the battlefield. Amen. And so we need to have a sound from heaven. Everybody say a sound. We need to have a sound from heaven to replace the sounds that goes on in our minds and our thoughts all the time. Amen. We, 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 need, we need to have our minds and our feelings and our emotions, you know, that, that, that a lot of times that are, that are full of sounds and full of voices that are not really good for us, amen? And we need that to be changed. Everybody say changed, amen? Listen to me. I, I wrote out a few things that the Lord told me that, that, that he wants to give us a different sound to replace these, amen? We need the sounds of depression, Amen? Everybody say the sounds of depression. We need the sounds of depression to leave us. Talking about the mind. Everybody say the mind. Talking about the feelings and the emotions. We need the sounds of depression to leave us. Amen. We need the sounds of oppression to leave us. Amen. Listen to me. A lot of times we are gloriously saved, but we got these huge battles going on in our minds. Amen. There's just a constant battle going on there. Well, Pentecost means there's a different sound that comes to our mind. Amen? 
we hear something different, amen? We need a sound of depression. We need a sound of oppression to leave us, amen? We need a sound of fear. I mean, no, fear is a tormenting thing. And we need the sounds of fear to get out of our minds, amen? We need a sound of worry to get out of us. We need a sound of anxiety to get out of us, amen? We need a sound of torment to get out of us. Amen. We need the sound of agitation. Everybody say agitation. We need that sound to get out of our minds. Amen. Listen to me. When Pentecost come, it started dealing with their minds. Amen. It changed. It put a different sound in them. Amen. We listen to this. We need the sounds of every abuseful thing that happened to us to be driven out of us. Amen. We need the sounds of all the pains that we have gone through to get out of our minds, amen? We just need this. We need every sound that said it's over. We need every sound that says you won't make it. We need every sound that says you are a failure to get out of our minds, amen? We gotta have all them sounds, all them voices driven out of us, amen? Whoa, isn't God good? Amen. If I came for one person, grab a hold of this, amen. Because as the Lord told me this, amen. Listen to me. We need the sounds of what other people think about us. Amen. That has to be driven out of us. What other people think. There's a lot of people that are bound up with the voice of, what do they think about me? What are they thinking about? How many know that needs to get out, amen? We need to have every negative thing driven out of us, Amen. Some of God's people are so negative and it's because their mind is full of negativity, amen? We need all the negative thoughts, amen? Put your feet underneath your chair on these next two, okay? <laughs> we need every complaining thought driven out of us, amen? I mean, no, we need every complaining thing driven out of us, Amen? We need every murmuring thing driven out of us. We need every complaining, murmuring, grumbling sound, you know, driven out of us. Amen. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit come to give us peace in our minds. Amen. You understand that peace in our minds. Pentecost brings peace to our minds. Amen. We need to have every controlling thing driven out of our minds. Amen. Listen to me. This is what Pentecost, this is what the sound was. The sound that came in was a sound that entered their minds and, dri and drove out every other sound, every other voice, every other torment out of them. Amen. It was just gone. Everybody say gone. We need these things to be replaced with the joyful sounds of heaven. Come on, everybody say the joyful sounds of heaven. Amen. How many know there's joyful sounds for us? Amen. Psalms chapter 89 verse 15 says this, Blessed are the people who know the joyful sounds. Amen. How many know there's a joyful sound? How many know there's a joyful voices? Amen. And that's what we need. We need all that stuff to be replaced by the joyful sounds from heaven. Amen. We need to hear the sound of peace. Everybody say peace. 
We need to hear that voice that comes in and says, peace to every storm in our mind. Peace to every trial in our mind. Peace to everything that's causing agitation and frustration. Amen. We need the joyful sound of peace to come into our minds. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. We need the, the, the joyful sound of love. Everybody say love. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. We need a joyful sounds of acceptance. Everybody say acceptance. We need to hear that sound, amen. These are joyful sounds. Listen to me. A lot of God's people walks around with tormenting sounds and voices all the time in their heads, amen. All the time in their head. When Pentecost came, there was a the first thing that come down was a different sound, amen. Listen, you and I need to hear a different sound, amen. We need to hear the sounds of heaven that will break every other sound off of us, that will drive every other sound out of us, amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Psalms chapter 40, verse 1, one through 3 says this, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry, he also brought me up out of a horrible pit. Everybody say a horrible pit. I don't know about you. Pits to me is bad enough, but this is a horrible pit. Amen. I believe this type of uh, pit, this horrible pit is talking about our minds. Everybody say my mind. Because the word pit here means a pit of noise. Some people never have peace in their thoughts at all. They never have peace in their minds at all. Amen. How many remember the day when you used to take other things to get peace? Amen. Some of us were honest. Amen. But he brought me up out of a horror pit. He brought me up out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon the rock and he established my ways. And listen to this. And he put a new song in my mouth. Amen. A song of praise. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Everybody say horrible pit. The word horrible means this, a pit of noise, okay? It means a pit of trouble, amen? It means a, a, a pit of noise, uproar. It means a pit of, of just a constant battle. How many are tired of the battles in your mind? Come on, I'm going to ask that again. How many of you are tired of the battles in your mind, amen? Noise, everybody say noise. Noise is any sound that is undesired or interferes with one's hearing of something that is good. If I say a noise, a noise. The psalmist said he brought me up out of the horrible pit. Everybody said a horrible pit. A horrible pit means noise. Any sound that's undesired, any sound that interferes with one's hearing of something that is good. Noise means to be loud. It means to be confused or a senseless shouting or an outcry. Amen. And a lot of times God's people lives with this stuff day in and day out. Amen. Uproar. Everybody say uproar. Uproar is a state of commotion or a violent disturbance. Amen. This is this horrible pit. This horrible pit means noise. This horrible pit means uproar. 
uproar is a state of commotion or a violent disturbance, amen? Sometimes our mind works so much against us. Amen? Come on, are you with me? It works against us, amen? To keep us from having the peace that we need. The third thing of the word horrible means tumult, which is a violent agitation of the mind or, the, or our feelings. Amen. And so David said, he come and brought me up out of this horrible pit. Amen. He brought me up out of this. How many know he wants to bring us up out of this? How many know he wants to put a new sounds in our minds? Amen. He wants to get us up out of that horrible place. Amen. I remember after my wife went to heaven, my wife would be here in a few weeks, be in heaven for nine years. I remember after she went to heaven, she went to heaven in 2014. Come, come 2000, 2014, uh, she went to heaven. Uh, 2015, probably, in, in probably around June or July, I started entering to one of the most intimate seasons with Jesus I ever had. I mean, the minute I would wake up, he was there. I mean, I mean, I felt him. He was right there. The tears would start flowing down my face. I felt his presence. I felt that from June to July, August, September. This is all 2015. August, September, October, November, December of 2015. It was glorious. Everybody said glorious. I mean, it was glorious. The minute my eyes popped open, he was right there. It's like he was there greeting me when I woke up, amen? And then that went then 2016 coming, and, and it was going on during uh, January and the same way in February, and then, then for the first part of March. But then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's one day I woke up and there was nothing there. I woke up one day, and the only thing I can say is I, was, I, I felt like I was falling in an abyss. Just constant falling. Amen? I mean, I, it was like I was tossed into this horrible pit. Amen? Now, I wish I could say with you that only lasted an hour. <laughs> I wish I could say to you that only lasted a day. I wish I could really say to you that only lasted a week. I wish I could say to you that only lasted a month. But this thing lasted for a year. It was like I was tossed into this horrible pit. And it was so dark. Everybody say dark. I mean, it was dark. I mean, it was like I went from this glorious season to being tossed in this pit. And it was dark. Everybody say dark. And then all of a sudden, I started hearing all these howling voices of fear. I'm talking about howling. I'm talking about fears I never even dreamed of. I mean, understand what I'm talking about? Voices of fear I did even not did not even know. And it was getting worse. And it kept getting worse. How many of you know that God can save your mind from a troubled mind? Amen. And it got worse. I remember, I remember, I remember. Listen, I wasn't suicidal. I was not suicidal. But I'm telling you, this became so intense. I said, God, you can just take me home. How many of you ever thought that? That's not a, that, listen, that's not a bad thought. You're not suicidal. You said, God, you can get me on out of here. It got so bad, I couldn't. I'm not, I, I don't require a lot of sleep. You know, four or five hours is good. 
maybe six if I get that, but I don't require a lot. But when I was going through this, I, I couldn't sleep in my bed no more. I mean, I couldn't sleep in my bed no more. I, I just couldn't. I laid there awake all night in this tormenting thing. So I made me a little pallet on the floor. And my floor is not carpeted. My floor is a hard floor. So I made me a little pallet on the floor, and I would go to sleep for like 15 or 20 minutes, and I'd be jerked awake by all this howling voices of darkness. Amen? And so I ended up only getting like three hours of sleep a night, but it wasn't a solid. It was like 15 minutes here, and then I'd get up, and then 15 minutes here. And this went on for over a year. Everybody say a year. I mean, it went on, and I, it was like it was deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. It just got deeper. But how many know God never leaves us nor forsakes us, amen? Come on, how many know God never leaves us nor forsakes us, amen? Come on, I'm going to say it again. How many know God never leaves us nor forsakes us, amen? Hallelujah. All of a sudden, he reached down, and all of a sudden, I felt a hand stop me from falling. <laughs> amen? Hey, listen to me. If you were in my state, you, were, you just felt like, God Almighty, this is good. I'm not falling no more. Amen. Amen. I, I was just excited I wasn't falling. Amen. Because the deeper I went, the, the, it, it just got worse. But I was thanking the Lord that I wasn't falling no more. I know what these pits are like. Amen. But we need to hear a different sound. Everybody say a different sound. I needed to hear a different sound than what I was hearing. Amen. Amen. And listen to me. Pentecost will give us a different sound in our minds. Amen. Hallelujah. It will fill us with peace and joy and happiness. Amen. It will get all that hell out of our minds. Amen. That's what Pentecost is about. It helps us with our thoughts. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Listen to me. When I go through something, I don't want to go back through it again. Anybody else like that? It's like, okay, I passed that test. I did ask the Lord. I did ask him when I was going through this. I said, why did you allow me to go through this without my helpmate here to reach over and pray for me? You know, you got to, the Lord allows certain things to go because he wants to teach you. I mean, know that the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Amen. And so there's some things I had to be taught there. Amen. Okay, the second thing of, 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 of the reason why uh, Pentecost was so strong and so violent for, for, for us as believers is the second thing is that just like the disciples, they needed to have stuff blown out of them. Amen. And they needed to have things of heaven blown into them. Amen. The second thing that it said, it came as a mighty rushing wind. Not a gentle breeze. Did you hear it? Did you hear what the scripture says? It came as a mighty rushing wind. I know you guys get tornadoes down here like we do. Amen. Have you, anybody been caught up in a tornado? Has it come close to any of you guys? Around my house, we had like four or five tornadoes around my house in different areas. Thank God it didn't come close to me. But everybody say a violent wind. It was a violent wind. And the reason why it's a violent wind, because we got to have, we have to have things blown out of us. And we have to have the things of heaven blown into us. 
Amen. We need that. Everybody say, I need that. Listen to me. These are the things the disciples back in that day had to have blown out of them. They had to have that denying spirit blown out of them. Oh, you may think you stand strong, but I don't know. <laughs> Amen. You know, we, we don't know what would happen if someone holds a gun to our head if we keep and not deny the Lord. How many understand what I'm talking about? But they need, they, 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 there were some of them that was denying him, amen. We need to, the, the disciples had to have that betraying spirit blown out of them, amen. They betrayed the Lord. Just think about that. They betrayed, how many people nowadays are doing the same thing, amen. They need, listen to me, they needed to have the stealing. They were, the disciples were stealing from Jesus. These are disciples, these aren't the enemies. Amen. They had to get that denying blown out of them. They had to get that betraying blown out of them. They had to get that stealing thing blown out of them. They had to get that lack of trust blown out of them. They had to get that lack of faith blown out of them. You understand what I'm talking about? They had to get fear blown out of them. They had, oh, listen, they had to get anger blown out of them. Amen. You understand what I'm talking about? They had to get jealousy blown out of them. They had to get envy blown out of them. They had to get pride blown out of them. Amen? These were all things that they had to get blown out of them. These were all disciples, and they had this stuff in them. Amen? And so that's why it has to be so violent of a, of a force of a wind, because it has to blow that stuff out of us. Amen? And it also has to be violent because it has to blow the stuff of heaven inside of us. Woo! Amen. You guys are awful quiet. Amen. We too need this stuff blown out of us. Amen. We too need this stuff blown out of us. We are living in a day where many of Christians are full of offense, anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, and all that needs to be blown out of us. I'm going to say that again. We are living in a day where, where many Christians are full of offense, anger, hate, unforgiveness, bitterness, and we need that stuff blown out of us. It has to be violent to blow that stuff out of our hearts, amen? It's been so embedded in our hearts, it's going to take a violent thing to blow it out of us, amen? In Galatians chapter 5, we, 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 we have the, the deeds of the flesh and the fruit of the spirits. We need to have the deeds of the flesh blown out of us and the fruit of the spirit blown into us. This is what it says, uh, Galatians chapter 5, beginning of verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What did he say? Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. The, the spirit of God in our flesh is at war. Everybody say war. war. Amen. And these two are contrary to one another, so you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The works of the flesh are evident. How many know it's evident if somebody's operating in the flesh? You can deny it all you want. Amen. But it's evident. These are, the, these are the, the, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, idolatry uh, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of anger. Amen. I'm going to say that one again. Outbursts of anger, 
selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, of the which, you know, these are the works of the flesh. Everybody say the works of the flesh. That needs to be blown out of us. Amen. Everybody say, Holy Spirit, blow this stuff out of me. Come on. And then, thank the Lord, we have to have the fruit of the Spirit blown into us. Amen. Come on. I mean, no, we need to have a great exchange going on. Amen. It needs to be a great exchange. Amen. Because now listen to this. The fruit of the Spirit of this is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness. I'm going to say that again. Kindness. <laughs> Amen. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Here's a good one. Self-control. Amen. This, this is the stuff we need to have blown inside of us. Amen. We've got to have the flesh blown out of us. And the Spirit of God blowing into us. Amen. We have to have it. Amen. We're living in a day where, where, where a lot of, of God's people don't walk in the true way of love. Everybody say love. We, we don't have a lot of God's people that walks in love. We just don't. And we need to have a great exchange of love, amen? In 1 Corinthians 13, it says this, love suffers long and is kind. Love suffers. Everybody say suffers. We live in a day where no Christian believes they should suffer at all. But the scripture says love suffers. And, and during its suffering, it's long and it's kind. Everybody say kind. This is what love, love does not envy. Listen to this. Love does not parade itself around. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. I'm going to say that one again. Love does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. Oh, here's a good one. True love is not provoked. Amen. Listen, it's not everybody else's fault. It's your fault. You're the one that has something in you that has to be blown out. You understand what I'm talking about? You know, we blame everybody instead of taking responsibility ourselves. Amen? Love is not provoked. Amen? Love thinks not, no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but it rejoices in the truth. Oh, listen to this. True love, this is what we need. True love bears all things, believes all things, and hopes in all things, and it endures all things. And listen to me, true godly love never fails. How many know as Christians, we're supposed to be like Christ? We can't be like Christ if we got all these fleshly deeds going on inside of us, amen? That has to be blown out by the power of the Holy Spirit. It has to be blown out by the mighty wind of the Holy Spirit. And then, and then, and then the things of heaven have to be blown in us, amen? And then there's that little, that little member. Everybody say that little member. How many know what the little member is? Oh, yeah, and everybody, everybody's biting their tongue now, aren't you? Everybody say that tongue. Hey, come, hey, listen to me. I mean, no, that, that is a hard thing to tame. Amen. Isn't it true? Everybody say my tongue. 
I mean, as believers, I mean, as believers will raise your hand with me and say, my tongue has got me in a lot of trouble at times. Amen. Amen. Come on, you're saved, but your tongue got you in trouble. Okay. I've done a message on the tongue, you know, because you, do you know what triggers the tongue? It's the heart. It's what you allow in here. It says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. I mean, no, we're living a day where we got a lot of believers that don't have no tameness over their tongue at all. Amen. I mean, I mean, everything just flies out of that. Amen. Everything flies out of that. Amen. James tells us that we need to tame our tongues. Amen. We need to get control of that little thing. Amen. Because it causes us a lot of problems. Amen. So we need that, that, that evil tongue blowing out of us. That's why, listen to me, that's one reason why I think there were tongues on that day because, my God, if he can get a hold of our tongues, amen, hallelujah. Amen, you understand what I'm talking about? If he can ever get a hold of our tongues, that would be great, amen. If he will ever get a hold of our tongues, we'll start coming together more unity, amen. Amen. So it was a violent wind. Everybody say a violent wind. Because the flesh had to be blowing out and the things of the spirit had to be blowing in. Amen. Unholiness had to be blowing out and holiness had to be blowing in. Amen. Unrighteousness had to be blowing out and righteousness had to be blowing in. Amen. Listen to me. Pentecost is a deeper work than what we probably even thought about. Amen. So we got to get that tongue under control, amen. We live in a day to where too many people have too many opinions. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, amen. You can't even say something without someone firing back with opinion, amen. I mean, I mean, you understand what I'm talking about, amen. It's like, it's like, jeez. I mean, you know, sometimes you like to lay hands on someone, but not on the head, but. I mean, you know, sometimes you like to yank a hole of their tongue. <laughs> Said, I don't need your opinion, okay? Jeez. Amen. Isn't God good? Now, listen to me. I'm, I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for since 1995. I was a pastor for probably like five or six years. My wife was a beautiful saint. She was the saint. <laughs> okay. I had to have a lot of stuff blown out of me, amen? I mean, I know what I'm talking about. So, so my wife, I don't know what she saw me. I, I really don't. I was this long-haired hippie, strung out on stuff, you know what I'm talking about, and she fell in love with me. I was mean. Everybody say mean. I was mean. I wouldn't give you the time of day, and I would cuss you out a drop of a hat. Amen? And so, so, but I got gloriously saved. Amen? I mean, no, gloriously saved. Amen? I, I, uh, one, one morning I woke up from partying to the wee hours of the morning. I didn't even know where I was at. Every time I tell this story, the Lord don't let me remember where I was at. But I remember getting up and I was sitting there on the, on the side of the bed looking out the window and I go, man, there has to be something better than this. And all of a sudden I heard the voice of Jesus like you hear me right now. He said, there is something better and it's me, it's Jesus. I turned around on my hands and knees, got right on my bed right there and gave my heart to the Lord. Now, listen to me. I was a bad person. 
okay? When I gave my heart to the Lord, all the drugs stopped. All the drinking stopped. All the cussing stopped. <laughs> it all stopped. Now, back in that, back in that, there's like 1977 or 78, somewhere around there that, that, that happened. So back then, how I many know we just had phones on the wall? Well, where I was staying, that didn't have a phone. I had to go drive around to a phone booth. So I had to go find a drive around to a phone booth. So I got the phone booth to call. We was we just dating them. We wasn't married, but to call my wife-to-be. And, and she answered up the phone, and I said, hey, what are you doing? And instantly she said, what happened to you? And it, and it took me by surprise. I said, what? She goes, what happened to you? I said, what do you mean? <laughs> and she goes, there's something different about you. Listen to me, church. There should be something different about you. If you're saved and you're, still, you're the same old way, you really need Pentecost, amen, to blow that old nature out of you, amen, and to get it way out of you, amen. So I shared my testimony. I shared the same thing I just told you. She said, okay, I got to get off the phone. I thought, wow, we haven't talked. <laughs> because back in them days, her mom didn't like me. And so we had to sneak around to see each other. And I kind of liked that. That was kind of thrilling, like sneaking around. <laughs> got caught a few times. That wasn't so good. But I asked her, I said, why do you need to get off the phone? Listen to me, listen to me. Because of what she heard of me, she said, if he can change you, I'm going to go to my bedroom and ask him into my heart and to change me. So me and my wife got saved on the same day. It wasn't in a church. Me, wherever I was, heard her house. Amen. Amen. Come on, isn't God good? Wow. But we need this stuff blowing out of us. <laughs> Come on, listen. How many of you are tired of deal, dealing with the fruit of stuff all the time? And I'm not, I'm not talking about somebody else. I'm talking about you, okay? Some of you going, oh, yeah. I saw it on your face, so some of you go, yeah. If God would get rid of that dude, hallelujah. <laughs> I saw the look on your countenance. You finally got an amen. You guys are kind of silent until then, amen. Isn't God good? We also need to see the sights of Pentecost, amen? I mean, no, it was visible back then when they got saved. I mean, given the Holy Spirit come. I mean, it was real evident, amen? Everybody say evident. It was real evident, the sights of, the sights of, of, of Pentecost. We need that back, Amen? Listen to me, when, when, when the Holy Spirit come down upon all of them, Peter's, you know, some of them come and started going, what's going on? And some of them said, oh, they're just full of, of wine. You know, they're just drunk. Everybody say drunk. Everybody say drunk. I love this part of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I used to get drunk in the old, so this one don't cost me nothing, amen? And you don't have to deal with the toilet the next day either <laughs> amen but everybody say the sights of Pentecost they look like they were drunk so Peter stands up and he did not deny that they wasn't drunk this is what he says hey, hey, hey wait a minute we are drunk but not like you think we are drunk 
We are intoxicated off the heavenly wine. Amen. Hallelujah. We need the sights of Pentecost. Amen. We need people that are intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You understand what I'm talking about? Because I'll tell you right now, it take that frown right off of your face. Amen. Tell me, no, we're supposed to be the most happiest people on the face of the earth, amen? Pentecost brings that joy, amen, amen? It brings that joy of the Holy Spirit, amen? It makes you drunk. Everybody say drunk. Amen? And listen to me. We should be ashamed of that stuff. I'm not ashamed of falling in the Spirit. I'm not ashamed of jerking and shaking, amen? I'm not ashamed of staggering around, amen? I'm not ashamed of falling in the spirit. I'm not ashamed of rolling on the floor, amen. I'm not ashamed of the spirit of God jumping on me and I start dancing and jumping around, amen. Listen to me. We need the sights of Pentecost, amen. Amen. We're supposed to be different, amen, because we are not religious people, amen. We are Holy Ghost-filled people, amen. Hallelujah. So, so, so if you don't want your drink, just pass it along to someone else. Amen. Look at your neighbor next to you. If you don't want yours, I'll take yours. One of the songs that we learned back in the Brownsville day, I don't know if you remember the song, but one of the songs that we learned back there is I'll take another drink. Amen. Everybody say another drink. Amen. Listen to me. We, you know, there, we got too many people that, 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 that are just too staunch. You know. You know, David, 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 he just undignified. I mean, he, he just became undignified. Amen. I mean, no, we need to, we need to become undignified. Amen. We, we, we do. Amen. I'm telling you, you do. Look at your neighbor and say, you need a shot of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, you need to get under that heavenly spout and let it keep coming out on you. Amen. Amen. Till it flows through every fiber you're being. Amen. Because I'm telling you that the scripture says that the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in that Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. We got to get our prune faces off of us. Amen. You understand what I'm talking about? It's like, wow. Amen. We, 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 we got we to we be glowing. Amen. Intoxicated glowing. Amen. Hey, I figure this. I figure this. If I was that zealous for my old God, I'm going to be more zealous for my new God. Amen. If I didn't mind what I looked like out in the world when I was drinking, I mean, that's not what I'm talking about. Amen. I mean, remember that. You didn't, you didn't care what you looked like. You know, you didn't sit there and go, am I looking pretty good? Because <laughs> if you were sitting there telling me, you asked me that question, I, I don't know. I can't see you, okay? <laughs> that's what I would be telling you. Amen. So, so listen to me. It replaces that stuff of the world. Amen. Listen to me. The world needs to know that there's a bunch of intoxicated people that they can come to and get intoxicated with. Amen. That will change them from the inside out. Amen. Hallelujah. 
They don't come, they don't need to come to some dry, dead church, amen. They don't need to come to some dry, dead God, amen. You understand what I'm talking about? I'm not even attracted to get that, amen. Give me a bunch of people that once say drink, amen. Amen. The sights of Pentecost. Everybody say the sights of Pentecost. We need to see that stuff, amen. We need to see things like Peter's shadow healing the sick. Amen. How many understand what I'm talking about? We need to see the sights of like Paul's handkerchief healing the sick. Amen. You understand what I'm talking about? We need to see that stuff. Amen. I love getting, uh, listen to me. Let me go back to this. I love getting so intoxicated. I do. I love that. I love it to get on the maze where I can just go stand next to someone. Amen. Or I can just look at them in the face. You know it. <laughs> Just look at me. I'm not looking at it right now. <laughs> See, we need people that's not ashamed of snorting. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> listen to me. Listen, some people want God to move on. They want so bad, but then they go, but don't do that to me. Don't make me act like that. Don't make me act like that. Just don't let me, let me act like that. Amen. After a while, I got more people run from me than come to me. After a while, they run. Trust me, they've crawled out of doors to get out from me before. So I learned that, so now I go stand by the door. I figure if you're going to try to get away from a dose of the Holy Ghost, I'll pop you away on the way out the door. Amen. Woo! Isn't God good? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Come on, you need to get drunk. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to get drunk. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you need to get drunk. Amen. Because we got to have that back in the house. Amen. I'm telling you right now, with what they're, what they're doing out there, they need a church that's intoxicated to come into. Amen. The sights, everybody say the sights of Pentecost, amen. <laughs> Isn't God good? You remember the Rodney Howard Brown? You remember that? Now listen to me. The Lord had to peel some layers off of me. He really did, okay? Because I grew up in Pentecost. I was used to the jumping and dancing and the rolling on the floors and everything. And then all of my sister Carol, she passed, her and her husband passed her out on Long Island. And so we were talking about the laughter thing. Everybody say the laughter thing. And so we're talking, and, 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 and we're going, well, I don't understand it, but I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. And then me and her is talking, well, what would you do if it came to your church? And, and I said, I don't know. What would you do if it came to your church? She said, I don't know. <laughs> and so, so it, was, it was one, it was, and so I'm sitting there going, Lord, help me to handle anything that comes. How many know, how many know we all got that little controlling thing we need to get blowing out of us? So lo and behold, we're just a regular service. Just everybody say a regular service. It was a regular service. My wife always sat on the front row. And I was just preaching a regular message. Everybody say a regular message. All of a sudden I heard someone laughing. I thought, uh oh, this is not good. Because I thought my message was important. I didn't want nobody laughing during my message. 
So as a pastor, you start surveying, don't you? Where's this coming from? And lo and behold, I looked, it's my wife. So she always sat on the front row. So you know how you try to be, you know, acting like it doesn't bother you. So I'm, I'm inching closer to her, and she starts laughing more. I, 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 I took the mic away. I said, And she started laughing more, and I said, can you control yourself? And when I said, can you control yourself, she fell out of the chair laughing. And then, lo and behold, it jumped on someone else and jumped on someone else. And I said, Holy Spirit, have your way, okay? I don't care. Amen. Just have your way. Amen. I thought of all people, my wife, to start that. I said, you must not have been on our conversations. We didn't know what to do if this happened. Okay? I need you up with me to how to handle this thing. Amen. But boy, she, I mean, she was belly laughing too. It wasn't, it wasn't a little, amen. And then along, I mean, you know, when you get the deep laugh comes that snorting thing. I never heard my wife snort, amen. <laughs> Woo! Isn't God good? Amen. This God, I'm telling you, this is honest. I'm watching this scene. I'm going, oh my goodness. Wait till the neighborhood hears about this. Amen. Okay, let's get back to. <laughs> Isn't God? <laughs> I I just could not believe it. Amen. But isn't God good? But I mean, no, God will make you a believer out of stuff because I trust my wife. I figure, my God, if she usually doesn't do this, so this has to be of the Lord. I mean, I understand that. I, 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 listen to me. God will touch the one that you don't think, you know, and all of a sudden, just to show you this is real. Amen. And so then I go, okay, Lord, okay, you can blow in here with laughter. Go ahead and blow in here with laughter. Then everybody start laughing. Amen. But listen to me, listen to me. You also need to see the Holy Spirit fall on everyone. Everybody say everyone. From the youngest to the oldest, amen. It fell on everyone in that upper room. And listen to me, I don't think it was just a bunch of adults up there, amen. I think there were families up there. I think they were young, and I think they were old, and I think they were in between. I think it was of every age, amen, because why? Joel says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Everybody say all flesh. We need to see people baptized from the youngest to the oldest, amen. Listen to me, listen to me real good. No one's too young. No one's too young. Not to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If it said all flesh, it means all flesh. It didn't say all flesh from 10 and above. It said all flesh, amen. Come on, how many of you have children that you need them to be changed? Come on, <laughs> amen. How many of you got grandchildren that need to be changed? Amen. Get them under that spout, amen. Hallelujah. But that baptism of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. Everybody say everyone. Everybody say that's me. Everybody say that's me. 
God wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, amen, hallelujah. He wants his spirit to rest on you, amen, to take control of you, amen, and to change you. It's for everybody. Everybody say everyone. I mean, the scripture says, you know, everybody was filled in that room, amen. It just didn't, you know, and listen to me. It just didn't fall on what we would think were the perfect ones. Because I tell you right now, them perfect ones, they'll scare you sometimes. Because all of a sudden you see they're not as perfect as you thought they were. Amen. <laughs> Isn't God good? Wow. Okay, let me, let me try to get this done over with. Amen. Isn't God good? How many of you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I mean, you really want it. And listen to me, it's not a one-time event. I'm going to throw that in. It isn't so, oh, I got baptized 20 years ago. What's wrong with you now? You sure don't act like it. Amen. Did you dry up? <laughs> I think it was Charles Spurgeon or Charles Finney was asked, why do we need to be filled? And, it's, and the answer was simple, because we leak. <laughs> Amen. I mean, our flesh leaks this stuff out. Amen. Isn't God good? <laughs> We also need to see the results of Pentecost. Amen. As great as it is for us, there, we need to start seeing the results of Pentecost. The results of Pentecost is the harvest. Am I say the harvest? Come on, look at your neighbor and say the harvest. Amen. Listen to me. Listen to what the scripture says. When, when Peter stood up and gave that, 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 that pre, you know, priest and everything, it said 3,000 souls came at one time. I know I got a lot of people go, oh, boy, I don't know. We cannot do that. We cannot have 3,000 people saved at one time. We don't have the room for them. I said, what, what do you think happened back then? They didn't have a sanctuary to set 5,000 people. Let God handle where they're all going to set at. <laughs> How many love it if 3,000 people come walking through the doors right now? Amen. How many understand what I'm talking about? We got to see the results. 3,000 people came to the Lord on that day. Amen. Hallelujah. And then not too long from there, it said 5,000 men come to the Lord. And the men always remember, just not men, but family members too, over 5,000 people. In a short time, the church was, whoo! I mean, the harvest was coming in. Listen to me, the Holy Spirit just isn't something you keep to yourself, amen? It isn't something we just keep to the church, amen? It, it, it makes you different. Everybody say different. Amen? It makes you different so when you go outside the church doors, you become attractive to people. Not talking in a bad way, but in a good way, amen? Where people come and go, I need what you have. Amen? The reason why the world's not attracted to us is because we don't have enough of the Holy Spirit, amen? You understand what I'm talking about? There has to be the evidence of it. There has to be the results of it, amen? We have to have a harvest. Everybody say a harvest. And I don't care. I don't, I don't care, I don't care if 3,000 people showed up. I remember I had a brother when we first started. He goes, he goes, you really believe in that soul winning stuff, don't you? And I said, well, wow, okay. <laughs> I think we're supposed to. I mean, no, I think we're supposed to. He goes, well, what if the Lord brought you 3,000 people? I said, I'd be the most happiest person on the face of the earth. 
He goes, well, where would you put them all? I said, would you give up your seat for one? Oh, you guys didn't hear that part. I think I need to say that again. I said, would you give up your seat for one? Amen. Some of you still didn't get it. <laughs> Not that somebody else's, your own seat. How many of you would be really willing to stand up right now if a bunch came in here and wanted to fill up every seat? You know, I know, I know some of you go, no, they can stand. No, you need to stand. You need to give up your position. Give up your place, amen. I'm telling you, how many of you are hungry for a harvest? I'm going to ask that. How many of you are hungry for a harvest, Amen. Listen to me. Jesus was so hungry that when the woman at the well got saved, they come back and they said, here's your food. He said, I already ate. They're going, what? What do you mean you already ate? He was eating of the harvest, amen. You understand what I'm talking about? Listen to me. We need to be eating of the harvest, amen. We got to have the results of Pentecost, which means harvesting, amen. And listen to me. That's just not for certain people. You got to love the people that goes, that's not my gift. Oh, you don't have a mouth? You can't say that's not your gift if you have a mouth. How many of you have a mouth? Lift your hands way high. So that means you're supposed to be a witness. And listen to me. There's no such thing as this silent witness stuff. I tell you right now, if I was going to judge, which... Thank God I didn't get that close. Had some friends did. Had one guy that we were running around with. He got 20 years in the penitentiary. And me and my brother John, we slid down in the chair and kind of slid out of the courtroom. Fuck, jeez. We need to get out of here before that jumps onto us. Amen. But I mean, no, if you're standing in front of the judge, you don't want someone to be silent. You don't want to get a bunch of friends and get up and they go, I'm a silent witness for you. Buddy, no, you aren't. <laughs> You're going to get up there and talk. I mean, understand what I'm talking about. All these people that says, I'm a silent witness. There's no such thing as that. There's, there's, there's no, I mean, no, there's no such thing as a silent witness, amen. You know, well, you just sit around and stare at the walls, amen. And then you got to love it, and I do agree with this to a certain extent. I do agree because, you know, the scripture tells us to call to the north, the south, and the east, and the west to release them. I mean, we're supposed to do that. But I mean, no, we're supposed to go to them. Everybody said, I need to go to them. Amen. How many of you do? Do any of you guys plant tomato plants down here? You guys don't like tomatoes down here? Or you guys like us, you go to the store and just buy them or pre-play? Does anybody grow anything down here? Hopefully not the wrong stuff, but... Amen. But you don't, you don't grow tomato plants. And tomatoes get big and red. You don't sit inside your house and say, Here, tomato, come on in, tomato. Come on in, I call you in off of that vine. I mean, no, we don't do that. I mean, you go out and pick that puppy, amen? If you want your red tomatoes, you go out and get it. Isn't that true? That's the same way at the harvest. I believe in praying the harvest in. I believe in calling the harvest in. But the scripture says you need to go get them, amen? Everybody said, I need to go get them. 
So this is what Pentecost is. Pentecost puts an anointing on us for the harvest. Everybody say the harvest. Amen. And listen to me. It isn't like you have to do anything extra. There's enough people around us in the day to talk to. Amen. How many of you got neighbors? How many of you have coworkers? How many of you got unsaved family? How many of you got unsaved people right in your house? They need to hear from you. Don't be ashamed. How I many know we're not supposed to be ashamed? And this is another silly thing. Well, I don't want to offend them. Oh, so they just slide off into hell because you didn't want to offend them. I mean, know that you got to go ahead and offend them. If they get offended, let them get offended. If they get mad at you, let them get mad at you. If they cuss you out, let them get, you know what I'm talking about? Let them, listen, we got to learn to take some stuff. We used to go out on the streets once a month to feed the homeless and everything, and we go to the worst part of, of downtown. The, the, the homeless people called it Jurassic Park because all you had all drugs going on down there. You had prostitution going on there. You had all the strange he-she's and she-she's and all the other type of stuff going on down there. And, and, and so you wrap your arms around everybody and love them. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, I mean, God showed up there with us. I mean, God was out there with us. We'd pray for people. I mean, the, I mean, the power of God would come on these people, and they'd fall out on the sidewalk, and they would fall out in the park, and they would be falling out everywhere. And they'd get back up, and they'd go, what in the world was that? Because they'd come to us higher than a kite and drunker than a skunk, and all of a sudden, God did and so we went out there, and so and and and, and you got to watch because some of the listen to me. How many know the harvest is not saved? I mean, they still got a lot of flesh in them. But you're out there trying to do it. All of a sudden, I got one of my guys down there said, you know, talking to this harvest, like he said, "Come on, get in the park, and I'll take it off. I'm going to knock you out." I'm going, "Hey, what in the world are you doing?" So I got to run down to this guy that's supposed to be saved. And I'm backing him off. And I'm saying sorry to this person. I said, you come over here behind the car. I said, what in the world are you doing when we're supposed to try to save you? He said, I'm going to knock him out. I said, no, you won't. Not on my watch. I'll knock you out. That's when you get that Ezra anointing. I mean, that Ezra. I said, you, you better straighten up. I'll knock you down right here, okay? I told him after that, you don't come no more. <laughs> if you can't control yourself. He goes, well, you don't know what he said. I said, I don't care what he said. They're harvest. I mean, no, they're harvest. Well, it offended me. Well, get that offense knocked out of you. I mean, my goodness. I mean, they're not saved. Jeez. You got people inside the church sometimes that are worse than the ones out on the street. I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, some of your best buddies are not saved. <laughs> but you want them to get saved, amen? But anyway, we need the results of Pentecost. It has to be souls. Everybody say souls. Let me end with this. I, I, listen, I wasn't planning on doing this because, you know, you, I mean, no, you go through life, you don't plan on doing things. And so... I was over at uh, 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 Jeremy Tiffany's husband went out to his dad's to help do some work, and so Austin was how old was Austin? How old was you? He was young. And he promised his dad he was going to mow the grass. Okay, 
His dad just left. His dad's only an hour away. And so Austin's on the phone with me. Papa, get over. I need to mow the grass. I said, geez, your dad just left. <laughs> He's going to be gone for a week. I know you want to. He said, no, I really want to do it right now. And I said, okay. But, you know, it's probably going to grow by the time he gets back. <laughs> and so I went over to his house because, you know, you want to try to help out your grandsons, you know. And so I'm sitting there and so, you know, helping him mow. And I got the yard cut in and everything. And there was a flat tire. I was fixing it. And all of a sudden, Tiffany goes, I think, you know, Tiffany said, looked over, we looked over there and we thought there was a barbecue going on at our neighbor's house. And I thought, hey, it must be barbecuing something. I went to fix it and she goes, no, dad, the house is on fire. The minute I heard that, I took off running and went around the, the, the side of the house and we, and we went around the side of the house. I heard something that I could not keep myself from not responding to it. I heard a cry coming out of that house, help, help. So I looked at Tiffany. I said, you need to call 911. I'm going to go in there. I cannot handle this because I'm telling you, the house was just flames. So I, I, I stepped back, and I kicked the whole door off of the frame. My grandchildren afterward goes, where would you get that power at? <laughs> you was like Power Rangers or something. You busted. <laughs> But I, I, I got that door. Listen to me. When that door came up, all I saw was flames and smoke. But I kept on hearing, help. So I, I didn't it, Listen to me. It was flames and smoke everywhere. So I got down and started crawling through that house. Okay? And, and, and I said, Lord, you got to help me find this person. He goes, this is bad. <laughs> hey, I mean, it was just bad. And all of a sudden, it was just like a wind come behind me. And when a wind come behind me, I saw the end of a couch. And so I shoved the couch over, and there he was. He was bent over the couch. And so I got to him. I said, sir, if you can help me, if you can help me, I got to drag you out of this because there's nothing but flames around us. Listen to me, church. There was nothing. Flames up above, flames on this side, flames on this side. It was all around, nothing but fire. And, but he couldn't help. And so, so, so I got him on, 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 his, on his back, and I was crawling and I was crawling, and I knew I got to the threshold of the door, so I just took a deep breath, and I picked him up and dragged him out of that fire. And, and, and I got him out into the yard, and then I looked back in there, and I thought, oh, my God, his house, this house is going to collapse. It's going to explode. Because So then I dragged him all the way to, up to the street. Amen. But I heard him crying for help. Everybody say help. So the police and the ambulance and the fire department got there and everything, and and so, so they all were amazed that this dude was out of everything. And so they started asking people, and I don't know who told them. Did you tell them or someone told them? Someone told them that I did, and they'd come up and ask me, are you, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm okay. Just check that guy out. Well, they, they come up to me after they put the fire out and said, this guy wouldn't have made it. This guy would have burned up in the fire by the time we got here. Listen to me. After that happened, I said, Lord, let me hear the cry of the Listen to me, people. They're crying all the time. You got to look past all their issues. You understand what I'm talking about? We got to have the Holy Spirit give us ears to hear that cry. I mean, and, and listen, hear it to do something about it. Because a lot of times we hear it, but we don't do nothing. Amen. You know, a few months later, I got, a, I got a phone call from the city that was in Gladstone, and they said, hey, you know, we want to honor you and everything because you're a hero. And I said, oh, I'm not no hero. I, 
I said, I just did what I thought I needed to do. And they said, no, no, listen, the average person wouldn't have done what you did. You know, we went and, we went and visited the guy in the hospital later on that, that week and everything, and he started instantly bawling and crying when he saw me. And listen to me, this dude is alive and well today. Amen. But we got to hear the cry of the lost. Come on, you can't get irritated at the lost. You got to hear their cry. Because you want to know what? I was crying before I got saved. Anybody else crying before you got saved? Anybody else had anything going on inside of you saying, help me? Anybody like that? Amen. Look past their addictions. Help them, amen. You understand what I'm talking about? Look past all that stuff and get down there and help them, amen. Hallelujah. Listen to me. You needed God to come and help you. You didn't get up out of your pit. You didn't get up out of your sinfulness on your own. You cried out and he came and pulled you up out of that, amen. And now you and I have the spirit of reconciliation where we're supposed to go reconcile mankind to God, amen. We have to see the results, amen. And it's a harvest. Woo, isn't God good, amen. Stand with me if you would. You can start putting the chairs up if you want to. Do that for me. Just like your pastor, we were talking, we need anointing for this generation. <clears throat> Isn't God good? <clears throat> 